This is episode 11, thumbnail sketches and should you be using them? Welcome to the Hand Lettering Podcast. I'm Tan Love, hand lettering artist with a degree in art and design and more than 10 years experience specialising in pencil illustrations. I write and create for letteringtutorial.com, a place to find tutorials, interviews, resources and more. Join me as I talk about all things lettering. Hello and welcome to the Hand Lettering Podcast. This episode is a little later than I originally intended for it to go live. I do apologise for that. I did say in episode 10, uh, the last episode, that I'd be taking a two-week vacation and the podcast series would be back after that. I think it's now been three weeks. So sorry that it's a little bit later than planned. I do have a really good valid excuse. My parents caught this really, really nasty flu virus whilst I was off on my vacation time. And they're not ones for feeling sorry for themselves or they'll go to work as long as they've got a pulse. They're those kinds of people. They work really hard and it completely knocked them off their feet. They just couldn't do anything, which was really unlike them. They were really poorly with it. So I had to kind of help out with a few things and that put my schedule behind a little bit so I'm kind of catching up now still (laughs) on stuff so I'm back now though and all being well everything will go back to the normal weekly routine as it used to be. I wanted to talk about thumbnail sketches in this episode as it's something that I've really learned my lesson on recently and I definitely think you could benefit from hearing about my experiences with thumbnail sketches. If you're relatively new to hand lettering, you might not know what thumbnail sketch is, or you may be a little unsure as to what a thumbnail sketch is. A thumbnail sketch is a small sketch. So thumbnail comes from being small, and then sketch is obviously a sketch. (laughs) And the idea is that you draw out not just one, but multiple thumbnail sketches in order to progress a piece of work. You would implement thumbnail sketches at the beginning of the design process so you might do a bit of research first and then you would go to thumbnail sketches. I've been learning lettering now for over a year and I, when I first started out I watched a good few courses and classes on Skillshare which is a really great platform for learning about lettering as there's loads of classes on there that are specifically about hand lettering. And nearly every class I watched followed this process of do a bit of research, do some thumbnail sketches. And for some reason, <laughs> I I decided to kind of ignore that bit and skip past that bit. I think I did do it the first time or two when I lettered something out. And then I kind of saw it as a bit of a thing that got in the way from me creating what I wanted to. And I just sort of started skimming over that bit. And I'd go straight for drawing up something on A4 paper and trying to develop it from there. I'd like to be able to provide a really valid reason as to why I decided to skip that stage of the development process. I think at the time when I made the decision to not incorporate that when I created lettering it was a case of I told myself that's not you know the way I usually work and justified it that way. But when I actually look back, I think it was just laziness. (laughs) I think I was just trying to create something, 
you know, that looked okay as quickly as possible without doing the steps in, you know, all the steps that would have helped me more in between. Now, the main reason why a lot of the lettering artists in the classes that I watched on Skillshare recommended doing these thumbnail sketches first was to allow you to develop your initial idea in a lot of different directions and to do it quite quickly. The advantage to drawing out thumbnails is if you have to work very small you can't pay too much time and attention on details so it's a great way for getting things like layout down before you've actually got them down. Uh, I'm trying to explain it a bit more so for example say you've got a three word quote that you're trying to letter out you can do a few quick thumbnail sketches to just plan where those three words are going to go, whether you're going to maybe have like one word on a top line then two words on a bottom line or one word on each line or, or three next to each other and things like angle you can start to play around with that in thumbnail sketches to work out which direction you want the lettering to be positioned in you can get a vague idea of spacing although obviously when it's very small it's a bit harder to, to tell and again a vague idea about letter uh, structure and design but again when you're keeping it that small you don't pay too much attention to those things those things follow once you've done a bit more research again now when I was presented with the idea of doing multiple sketches repetitively I just saw it as time wasting I didn't see the potential gain from it at all I thought well, that's just going to take me longer in the end to create my lettering piece so what's the point and also I think a little bit was fear maybe as well because I was new to lettering I didn't have a big skill set I didn't have a mental bank to draw from to be able to create multiple thumbnail sketches I thought I'm, I'm gonna struggle to come up with more than a couple of these things and then again what's the point in drawing them out so I just didn't bother little did I know though that they would actually end up saving me time <laughs> And I think in most cases, for most people, they do save them time. The way it works is you create these thumbnail sketches and you can get an idea quite quickly of what might work and what really won't work. And so on a number of occasions, I've, I've had what I think is this really great idea for some lettering in my head. And I've gone to my April piece of paper, I've carefully drawn the relevant guides up on it to get everything aligned and I've sketched out the kind of scaffolding of my lettering and then I've built it up and then I've gone and actually this doesn't work and the amount of time that I've invested in doing that has been immense and then I've kind of had to start from square one with the sort of next best idea that I had in my head whereas if I'd just done thumbnail sketches in the first place <laughs> I could have saved myself all of that work further down the line so although it does seem a bit of a, a pain sometimes to do that work up front it really does benefit you in the long run and it gives you the freedom as well to really experiment and really play with your ideas I think because you're not working on a kind of a semi-final draft or almost a final draft of a design which by skipping that you almost are by skipping thumbnail sketches it gives you that freedom to play about you feel less afraid to take bigger risks 
in these thumbnail sketches because you've got really nothing to lose. You spend a minute on them, or not on them altogether, but a minute maybe on one and then you can move on to the next and if it doesn't work it's no real loss. You can learn from it and move on to the next. Whereas obviously when you, you're kind of drawing something up and it's slightly more finalised or it feels slightly more finalised then you don't want to take those bigger risks, you don't want to try those really daring experiments with your lettering because if it goes wrong you've got to start all over again and that's not good for you at all and often then can result in a completely failed piece because confidence, your confidence can get knocked and you just don't always end up even going back to it again. Now to create thumbnails I've already kind of gone over how you go about doing it. The tools to create thumbnails are really simple. You can either just use plain printer paper, that works fine, and a sharp tip pencil or pen. You want something with a sharp fine tip because where you're obviously drawing them that bit smaller than anything else, you want to be able to see what you're doing really. You don't want the lines of your lettering to kind of smudge or overlap each other too much which might happen if you're using a slightly thicker pencil or pen. So a, a thin fine tip pencil pen. You don't need a rubber. <laughs> Some of you are probably like, no! <laughs> I have to rub things out. You don't have to rub things out. That's taken me a bit of work to get, to get past that because coming from a, an illustration kind of detailed pencil drawing background rubbing out was essential really for that. You could get away sometimes with using pencils to kind of colour over something but most of the time <laughs> you would have to rub it out and then redraw it to get it really neat and perfect but that's the advantage to thumbnail sketches again they're supposed to be rough they're not supposed to be something that you obsess over so mistakes are always welcome with thumbnail sketches make as many as you want as long as you're able to look at it and understand what's going on you haven't created this complete doodly mess that even you can't understand then that's fine just keep going with it so no rubber in sight that's literally all you need you can use a small sketchbook as well that's actually what I use for mine now I use a field notes sketchbook I find them quite useful because they're pocket size pretty much so they're easy enough to carry around with you. I initially didn't buy mine for thumbnails, I'll point that out. I mentioned in a previous podcast episode I, I used them for um, being able to just letter whenever and to try and practice more lettering daily. That was the purpose of me getting them So I thought if I've got a little notebook with me at all times I can just grab a pen or a pencil and just letter here and there for 5-10 minutes and just get a bit more practice in my day. However, they've ended up adopting a, a secondary <laughs> a secondary use as well, which is for thumbnail sketches because they're the perfect size for getting those ideas down in without obsessing over the details because you can't go big at all with them. It's actually, by investing in the, the small field notes sketchbooks, it's actually what got me on to doing thumbnails again properly. I, I still wasn't using them and I still had no intention to use them whatsoever and then I started to use the, the field notes for my daily practice to get a bit of you know lettering in here and there and and all of a sudden I, I had a lettering idea and I thought oh, I'll just note that down in my in my sketchbook and 
the next thing I knew was I was then doing another small design of it to experiment with a bit of a, a slightly different angle, changing the word slightly, going from capitals to just capital first letters, the rest lowercase, and before I knew it, I was doing thumbnails. <laughs> I was like, ah, now I get it. <laughs> it took me a while, <laughs> and I don't want it to take you this long. This is why I'm giving you this podcast. This is why it's here, to save you this time, and to save you a lot of your time down the line, because it really will if you do end up using thumbnails. I also have another great reason as well for using thumbnails besides what I've covered in this episode so far. So if you thought there was only really that one purpose to using thumbnails, then you're a little mistaken. They do have other uses too. I got asked recently by a friend of mine to help out on this project that he's working on. And he wanted some lettering done for the sort of logo and the branding. And I was really happy to to help out on the project because it's something that's sort of, um, I think it's quite an important topic. I won't go into the details of that now because I think um, he's not sort of ready to officially launch it or anything just yet. But he didn't really have a set direction in mind of how the lettering should look. I had a vague brief to sort of work from, but nothing really direct. So I turned to thumbnail sketches. (laughs) It was a good way to be able to really quickly get down some ideas for using different colours in the lettering, different angles, different styles of lettering. Again, not with too much detail, enough to show that this is capitals or this would be potentially in script and this is roughly what the spacing would be like and so on. So it was really helpful to get those ideas down and then I was able to send those to him and say, hey, these are really, really rough, (laughs) but is there anything on here that you like? Or is there anything that you really don't like? Because then that gives us a starting point to take this further and refine it and get to something that you do like. And that's a really good way to go if you've got a client that is just completely, completely unsure about what they want. You don't want to spend, you know, hours and hours and hours drawing up semi-final lettering designs and submit, you know, six of those or something to a client firm's going oh actually I don't really like any of those (laughs) because you've invested all that time that's essentially only been to show you well this is really what the client doesn't like whereas if you can do it with thumbnail sketches and obviously just tidy them up enough or make clear enough notes with them because that's what I did I numbered all the ones that I thought would be relevant and I sent some notes across with them to explain more about them and how they would end up looking and obviously that was enough um, for my friend to to get a, a good grip on what he wanted and we you know we came to agreement that there were a couple in there that I would then refine further. The title of this episode was thumbnail sketches should you be using them? I think I've probably answered that <laughs> by now. So the benefits to using thumbnail sketches are that they can actually save you even though it feels like it's more work initially they save you a lot more work down the line so they save you time they can show you what is going to work and what isn't going to work 
they can also help to show a client or present a client with ideas when you've got a client that's completely unsure about what direction they want to go in. So those are the advantages to using thumbnail sketches. And then I guess the main disadvantage is they just use a little bit of time up initially when you do them. So I will leave it up to you <laughs> to make, make your decision on whether you should be using them or not. I obviously now have a changed opinion on the whole thing. And as I said originally, kind of near the beginning of the episode, that I wrote them off because I didn't think that, you know, they suited my workflow. And that might be true to some of you. Every lettering artist has a slightly different workflow. It, you know, the, the main themes might be there, like draw some designs, do some research, that sort of thing. But you'll have a slightly different routine. You'll have certain conditions that you work better under. I've mentioned it before. Some people work better in a studio. Some people work better from home. I work better from home on my sofa. <laughs> um, I'm comfortable there. I like to have something like the TV or podcasts on in the background. And I definitely know a lot of you like to have podcasts on in the background as you've fed back to me how much you love listening to this one whilst you letter. So that's really great. But that highlights again the point that everybody has a slightly different um, routine and pattern to what they do when they letter and a different workflow. So what suits someone really might not suit somebody else. You have to find what works for you. But if you haven't tried incorporating thumbnail sketches into your lettering routine yet, I do highly recommend it. I mean, aside from a little bit of time, just trying it out, <laughs> you don't really have anything to lose. And you might well find that you actually enjoy doing it, that you enjoy that development process of creating these little kind of mini micro ideas that then develop into something really big and really great. I will pop a link to the field note sketchbooks that I use for my thumbnail sketches. They're probably actually more notebooks really than sketchbooks. Same same thing really. <laughs> uh, so you can find those nice and easily. Uh, they are really handy. Uh, if there are alternatives that are similar out there then obviously by all means go for those if they're available in your country or there's something that's easy for you to get from your local art supply store. But if not then the, the field notes could be a great um, investment for you. They're not too expensive either, which is good. And they're all made, I think, in the USA um, from a small kind of place, I think. <laughs> I'm trying to, I did look into it a while back because I was quite interested in where they came from. But I can't remember all the details now, but there is a Field Notes website, so I'll pop a link to that too. And then you can get correct information, not things that I'm vaguely trying to remember. <laughs> I'll also pop a link as well to the pencil that I use for my thumbnail sketches because it gives a really great fine line and you don't find you get any thick overlapping or anything like that so that'll be nice and easy for you to find then and have a look at as well. You might find you already got one in your lettering toolkit uh, but if not then you'll know what might help you in the future. You can get to the show notes a couple of ways. You can either go to letteringtutorial.com forward slash hand lettering podcast 11 and that's a numerical number 11 so that's l-e-t-t-e-r-i-n-g 
T-U-T-O-R-I-A-L dot C-O-M forward slash H-A-N-D-L-E-T-T-E-R-I-N-G E-O-D-C-A-S-T 11. <laughs> Otherwise, you can head on to the letteringtutorial.com website and if you go to the menu and you click podcasts in the menu, you'll get a list of all of the podcast episodes up and just click on episode 11 to get to this episode's show notes. If you'd like your hand lettering questions answered, I will be featuring your questions in the next podcast episode. So those just tuning in every other week, I feature your hand lettering questions along with an inspiring quote and an inspiring lettering artist to look at. So I've got a few questions lined up for the next coming weeks. I actually will have an episode dedicated specifically to a question a uh, member of the Hand Lettering HQ group that I maintain asked because it's a really great question and it's something there's actually a lot to say about. So that's going to be coming up soon. So your questions are really important. They can help to shape the podcast series and they really help, I think, you because (laughs) usually if one of you is asking them other people are are thinking the same thing so the responses that I give out can hopefully help a lot of you all at the same time. If you would like to send your questions in you can either ask them in the comments section below the show notes so again if you go to letteringtutorial.com forward slash hand lettering podcast 11 at the very bottom there's a comment section so you can ask anything you want there Otherwise, if you'd like to keep it a bit more private, you can email me and you can send your questions to ask at letteringtutorial.com. That's A-S-K at L-E-T-T-E-R-I-N-G T-U-T-O-R-I-A-L dot C-O-M. I really do love getting your questions and answering them. So please feel free to send them and send as many as you want as well. And I'll give it my best shot to answer as many or if not all as I can. If you're going to start using thumbnail sketches as part of your workflow from now on after listening to this, and that's really great. And if you already do use them, (laughs) that's great too. Um, Hopefully you've still picked up one or two things from listening to this episode. It would be really lovely to see what your thumbnail sketches look like. So... By all means, use the special hand lettering podcast hashtag to share your work with me and others. It's always useful for others that are a similar level to you to see other people's work and give a bit of feedback, get a bit of encouragement, that sort of thing. So the hashtag to use is hashtag lettering tutorial gallery. And the best place to use that is Instagram. It's most commonly used for the quotes that I give out every other episode for people to letter and then share their work for that. But I've opened it up to share anything you want that's lettering related. And it's a really great community starting to build on there. We've got a good few um, posts that have been tagged with it now. And it's lovely to see all of your different lettering work that keeps popping up in there. Um, So keep using it. Like I say, this is a great example to use that hashtag you don't have to show your finished work you can show it in its early stages and 
further along the way too. I always try and keep content for these episodes as current as I possibly can, so whether you're listening to it now live as it airs, or whether you're listening to it in a few months time or even a few years time, I try and make it so as much of the content as possible will still be relevant. That aside though, there's an opportunity coming up that I really didn't want to pass up on mentioning. So if you are listening to this at some point in the future, a couple of weeks from now, then this won't be relevant. So you can skim past this right to the end of the episode if you'd like to, or feel free to still listen, but it won't unfortunately apply to you at that point in time. There's a really great workshop coming up in April. It's by a site, or it's being hosted on a site called Modern Thrive. It starts on the 6th of April at 7pm EST time, and it finishes on the 8th of April, um, probably an hour or so after 7pm EST time, I think. (laughs) It's across three different days, and it's presented by three different artists. It's aimed at those wanting to build a career as a hand lettering artist, wanting to take up calligraphy as a part-time gig, or for anyone that's struggling to grow their hand lettering or creative business. So it could potentially be really helpful to a lot of you, I'm sure. I actually myself, um, 100% honestly, have booked in for this uh, workshop because I think there's guarantee to be absolutely loads that I can learn and I'm definitely interested in taking my hand lettering to a more professional level. Some things you can learn from the workshop are starting a hand lettering business from scratch, honing your style and finding your niche, building your portfolio and attracting clients, breaking into commercial hand lettering, designing products with hand lettering, and building a community around your art, so absolutely loads. (laughs) I think it works that each presenter, each of the three presenters, presents um, their specific area of expertise on each of the three days. You can access it from anywhere in the world. It's online, so you're not limited by a country either, which is really great because a lot of the really good and helpful workshops tend to be country-specific, and a lot of people can miss out that way but not with this one. You can view it all online. And if you're not actually available as well when the uh, the different um, days are out there live, you can um, catch up later because all the relevant workshop pieces that you miss get sent to you. So that's really helpful. Got a copy then that you can refer back to as well. So even if you do watch it and then you find that you want to refer back to it, you've got it all there. So that's excellent. And another even better thing, (laughs) which hopefully will please many of you if this workshop has attracted your attention, which I'm sure to some it will have, is I have an exclusive discount code for you as well that you can use for the workshop. So Modern Thrive uh, have provided this for me to give to you. So if you use the discount code lettering tutorial VIP, that's L E T T. E-R-I-N-G-T-U-T-O-R-I-A-L-B-I-P. When you check out for the booking the workshop in, that will knock $30 off the $97 price tag. 
so that's a pretty good saving <laughs> that knocks off nearly a third of the price uh, which is a bonus because it's, it's I mean it's I think it's far too low priced anyway for everything that's on offer I will provide a link to the workshop in the show notes as well so you can jump to that really quickly and easily because there's a few workshops that Modern Thrive host and it can um, be a bit fiddly to navigate your way there directly. So I will give you a link that will take you straight to this specific hand lettering workshop. You've also got three great people presenting the workshop too. There's Joanna Munoz, Munoz, I'm sorry, I probably have that really wrong. <laughs> There's Ryan Hamrick, so I'm sure many of you uh, within the lettering world will have heard of Ryan Hamrick. He is definitely a very, very skilled lettering artist and he's done work for some really big brands, I think places like Samson, like really big name brands. And then also Roxy Prima or Primer, again not quite sure how that one's pronounced exactly. Uh, but those are the three that will be presenting the different uh, sections of this three day workshop. So there's so much I think to gain from that, that's why I wanted to share it with you. I'm very very strict in what I do share and I only will share things I think will be of value to you. I will not just share anything for the sake of sharing it. I want this to be beneficial to you. So if you would like to get a bit more out of your lettering and make a business out of your lettering, have a look at the workshop and see what you think. And hopefully you might see, see as much potential in it as I have. I'm sure, sure that you will. Thank you, thank you for listening. I really do appreciate it every time that you tune in to this podcast series. And I still really appreciate all the feedback that you leave me based on the series. It's so helpful for me to hear what you think and it's helpful for others to hear what you think about it too. If you would like to leave an honest review, by all means feel free to do that in either iTunes or Stitcher. These are great places to leave reviews and that way then if there's anything I can tweak or improve I can read it and try and implement that in and it might help others to see if this podcast series might be the thing for them or not. Thank you again and I will be back next week. Bye for now.